Welcome to Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Dana Wilson, and I move people. I am all about the tools and techniques that empower tomorrow's leaders to make the work of their dreams and live a full life while doing it. So whether you're new to the game or transitioning to your next echelon of greatness, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome to Words That Move Me. I'm Dana. I'm stoked that you are here, and I'm also stoked that our guest is back. Dominique Kelly is our guest host with the most most. He has joined me two previous times on the episode, once as a guest, once as a co-host. He is brilliant. He is passionate. He is a leader in the dance and choreography community, as well as the education space. Um, A truly great teacher, gifted in so many ways. I'm so lucky to call this man my friend and so excited to share this conversation with you. But first, we're going to do some wins. Uh, Today, I am celebrating. (laughs) Oh, it is. It's one of those. It's a very materialistic win. I had a cleaning lady come to the house over the weekend. I was out of town. And uh, I walked in the door on Sunday night, returning from convention, and literally gasped, like audible gasp, (gasps) like air from the lungs, air to the lungs, then from the lungs, as I was truly like taken aback. My place looked awesome. And for those of you who have been listening for a long time, you know that that is something I've been working on, uh, making my space feel more functional, fashionable, relaxing, and energizing, inspiring, all of those things. And man, I walked in and well, my first thought was like, wow, it's clean. Uh, But then my follow-up thoughts were, I like it here. And that was really nice. That made me feel very good. So I'm celebrating having a clean house and having an awesome cleaning lady. Shout out, Patty. Thank you for your services. Shout out Taylor James and Megan Lawson, who tipped me off to Patty. If you are in the Los Angeles area and looking for a really good deep clean, holler. I got you. Okay, that's me. That's what's going well in my world. Now you go. Hit me with your win. All right, my friend. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. I'm excited for you. Keep on winning. Uh, And we're going to keep on pushing. Dominique Kelly. Oh, man. (laughs) We have so much to talk about, Dom and I. Uh, For example, sweatpants. Yeah, get ready for it. We're really digging in on sweatpants today. We're also talking about budgeting matters of the heart and soul uh, and, and the things that make choreographers of film and TV so very unique. The skills that make us unique, those are the skills that you can actually be practicing all the time. Uh, So this one is good. This is a very casual conversation that goes to places I certainly did not think it would go. Lots of laughs, lots of learning for sure. You already know. All right, my friends, here it comes. Enjoy this conversation with the one and only Dominique Kelly. Dominique Kelly, my friend, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be back. We're going to be giggly throughout this whole thing. I have a feeling. We're going to be real giggly because after 160 plus episodes, we're still figuring out the technical details of having a weekly podcast. And uh, I'm feeling a little bit less than 100% today. The good news is I'm joined by Dominique Kelly, who is 110% fabulous you're you you are my guest host with the most most, and I'm thrilled to have you uh, in support today. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you feeling? I am feeling pretty good. No complaints. Um, the sun is shining. I love a little rain oh. action. You know, I hear like some Timberland beats on my balcony now and then from the rain. So it's like mm. it's all mm. good. It, I wish I had some kind of like spiritual woo-woo manifestation, like metaphor about the rain clearing something out, Mm -mm. but I don't. So, you know. Don't worry about it. Let it, let it, let it, let it be. Let it be out there. 
Um, it was gorgeous yesterday. Yeah, I'm here for intermittent showers, and mm. I know LA needs it. This is great. Like, bring yeah. it on. And also, and it's and it's sunny. Best of both worlds. Come on, you're yeah. right. We're this is good. Mm-hmm. This is good. Yeah. All right. You're back for the third time, which puts you in the running with with uh, Miss Kara Mack as most frequent podcast guest. Wow. The last time we did this, uh, you did a co-host feature with me, and I think that you're such a natural, and I just had to say, I really believe that you should have your own podcast. Should that ever be something that you want to do with yourself? I would I would love to help in any way that I can. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. For today, I'll, we'll just be sharing the floor in conversation. Mm. Oh, I almost forgot. In case anybody has not heard our previous episodes, I will yield the floor to you and allow you to introduce yourself in the way that best fits today. My name is Dominique Kelly. Some people call me Dom. The name is Dominique, um, like unique, mm-hmm. Beyonce. Um, my, my, my pronouns are he, him, his. I am an educator, choreographer, dancer, like a whole bunch of those slashes. But more importantly, I just love to love on people and laugh mm. and do research yes. and try to be as intelligent as possible and, you know, <laughs> hold myself and other people accountable. But more importantly, just share. I think sharing is caring. Mm. Boom. I agree with that. And, and I always leave conversations with you smarter than I went into them. Um, thank you. And with, Same. oh, thank you. Uh, but also with a bit of humility and laughter. So let's <laughs> let's uh, let's learn. Let's laugh. What are you learning from right now? What's what are the lessons on your plate at the current? It's a combo meal of boundaries mm. while doing acts of service. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which sometimes those things those things seem at odds, especially like with the dance community, what I was literally just thinking about, and not to get very heavy real quick, was do it. COVID and inflation really just scattered everything. Like there is no major hubs around the country for like multiple multiple genres of dance or like intergenerational classes. And classes are mm. getting more and more expensive. So Yo, like that part. Ooh, it's like hugely exclusive, super elitist. And it's really hard. And I know I'm part of the problem. I I get it. You know what I mean? Like capitalism, you're just part of the problem. Like I I charge what I charge for classes. And I really try to do my best to feed my students in class because I realized $30 could be six meals for some people. So Mm -hmm. if you're going on a fast so I could feed you in class, I don't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. So it's that fine line of being of service to the community and really sharing and sharing the knowledge, but then also having that boundary of once that class is done, class is over. Because as mm-hmm. a self-professed introvert, I recharge alone, <laughs> not with my partner, yeah. not with friends. Oh, yes. Like I have to oh, do yes. it alone. So it's yeah. that boundary that's interesting. Uh, how are you feeling about like boundary versus acts of service? Because this podcast is clearly an act of service. You better believe it. Um, and and for the most part, the podcast fills my cup. Mm. I get to talk to my heroes. I get like, you know this, even when you and I are on a gig together, we don't get to talk like this. Mm-mm. Yeah, true. There's not, not enough time most of the time and too many ears around for us Very to- true to get to go in and really talk shop or talk personal life. Mm-hmm. Even if I go to dinner with someone, we're distracted by the food half the time. We talk about the waiter. We're talking about the tables around us. And this is a really focused time that fills my cup. And I enjoy, like you said, I do believe sharing is caring. So I get value and I feel like I'm giving value because I think this is a valuable thing. Mm-hmm. I also, just to be totally transparent, could not do this myself. Mm -hmm. I have a team. Oriana Valderez in Venezuela posts for me on social media. Mm -hmm. Courtney Darlington helps with a great number of tasks. Riley Higgins is my executive assistant and edits the podcast. And I, I pay them or exchange like trade swap value exchange. And that also feels great to me. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. love being able to help the people that help me. 
So right. podcast in general feels great, but this is not my only side hustle <laughs> or free hustle. Um, mm-hmm. Work with the Choreographers Guild is unpaid up to this point, mm-hmm. although we are so close, Dom, to opening for membership, which I'm so excited about. I think yes. I'll want to do you'll, – you'll be back. Um, I'll want to do a executive board pop-up, you know, kind of a- answer the questions, the what, where's, when, how's, who's, and why's of the Choreographers Guild. Um, mm-hmm. And we can have some fun special guests in there. But that was – one that for a while felt like a like an emptying of the cup versus a filling mm-hmm. it. It's mm-hmm. right now, and those are ebbs and flows. It's just yes. like creative life. Yep. You can't expect for it to always be filling. There are empties. Like you have to, you have to empty. Yes. I don't think it's natural to expect that we'll always be filling. Yep. I or always be full. Yes. Um. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the majority of our dance community and the creative community at large is spread thin due Mm -hmm. to inflation, due to less than maybe our booming days of Mm -hmm. opportunities for work. Um, Yeah. I really love your analogy of feeding and filling and being responsible for if, if the rate is high, so is the value. Mm-hmm. For Always. me, I think I, I think that's the guide, right? That's the compass. You yeah. should be able to ask for a lot of money, mm-hmm. especially when you're delivering a lot of value, which you specifically, I know you are, because when people come out of your classes, they're losing their mind. They're like, whoa, life changed, game changed. Certainly class of the week, 100%. Yeah, it should be an investment. You know. Yeah, yeah. But like today, however, I'm feeling a little bit of, I could have said no to something. Mm. (laughs) In the last seven days, there was a whole lot of yes. Mm. Uh, Was it uh, yes and? Basically. um, Well, no, there was a lot of yes. Mm. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, sure. Yeah, (laughs) sure. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And... I love a challenge and I love um as much as I love my schedule as it is like if people people have been listening you know I am I am tied to that Google calendar it's how I live yeah yeah <laughs> and I I will probably listen back to this someday and not be very proud of that or I'll have changed or something will have changed but right now I really enjoy it it's refreshing when something comes along that will destroy my calendar and and I'll be excited about it I, oh, yeah. I like that. Like, it's pretty yeah. cool to me that something could come knocking on my door and I'd be like, that's going to ruin everything I had planned and I still want to do it. So my answer is yes. I'll figure everything else out. And yeah, that's basically what my last six days have been. And I'm feeling I I, I am paying for it today. I am mm. tired. I might yeah. be getting sick. I'm right there on the fringe. I yeah. Yeah, I, this is the price of that. And I guess everything has a cost, doesn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, like, with things you love, you kind of have amnesia. Like, and I feel mm. like a lot of times I have Like, you forget amnesia. how expensive stuff is. You forget <laughs> yeah. how expensive. You forget how tired you're yeah. going to be. Like, dance hurts. Uh-huh. Like, if you haven't really, really danced in a while, I had amnesia. I was like, oh, this hurts. Like, my body is killing oh, yeah. me. You know what I mean? Or like, whoa, I'm tired. <laughs> like, what happened? Uh-huh. Like, I'm, and then next week I'm like, well, let me pack and get ready to do it again. You know, and it's almost yeah. like, it's like a cost analysis with your heart, mind, and body at all times where you're just like, okay, well, if I do this, I can do that. But if I do this, I can do that and maybe get this and sleep this, this long. But I want to feel that, that feeling, you know? So that's constantly it at all times. Oh my gosh, hits the I I'm imagining myself reaching out to every tech person I know right now, asking them to start an app that's called cost analysis of what did you say, mind and heart or heart, mind, mind and, and body. body, yeah. Heart, yeah. mind and body, so that dancers could do an end of month profit loss report on investments yeah. and returns and like sort of what's difficult or what's kind of difficult, but this is inspiring. It can be intimidating to try to 
properly evaluate things that don't actually have a numerical value. Like profit mm -hmm. loss reports are easy when it comes to money. Yes. Maybe a little bit harder when it comes to energy or mm -hmm. like um, happiness or things mm -hmm. that aren't measured with numbers and decimal points. However, I love to get creative with measurement, uh, the measurement of things, which actually has a word, but my bra brain fog won't remember it for me. Hold on. That's fine. Hold on. No, no, no. I really want it. Okay. Is it, met is it metrolo metrology? Holy motherfucking shit. Look at that foggy brain. The science of measurement, embracing both experimental and theoretical determinations at any level of uncertainty in any field of science and technology. Word. So metrology or like mm -hmm. the, I'm, I'm going to define it in my way. The science of measurement, I would call it the art of measurement because I'm about to get real creative with you. And maybe this isn't metrology. Maybe this is metrola musicology because oh. it's a little bit saucier. Sounds like a Prince Do album. Do you see what I did there? It is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what if we could measure those things? For example, energy. If I decided for myself that a good level of energy – is going to sleep tired without mm -hmm. a glass of wine. If yeah. if I decided that like that is energy that like that's the balance that's good for me mm -hmm. is like going to sleep at a natural time. Like let's say let's say I decide that if I fall asleep naturally between 10 and 11 mm -hmm. I could mm -hmm. measure how many days per week I actually do that. Yeah. Especially you with know? Apple. I could just 100%. I could decide that great use of energy is I wake up naturally without snooze and mm -hmm. I am athletic or I sweat once during the day and I fall yeah. asleep at this time and this, that. Like I could decide that for me is a high return on investment of my energy. So, yeah. so I hope this is making sense to anyone. Can I make it a dancey? Yeah, do it. Not to not to butt in, but to make it dancey. I wonder for me because I'm super lazy, efficient. Oh. I'll call it efficient instead of lazy. Okay. Oh, I love it. Yes, yes, yes. For example, if you go to an audition, you know how there are some people who really need to do it full out every single time and yes. sweat it out to make sure they have the combo. So by the time they audition, they're killing it. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people mm -hmm. that I try to do it as little as possible. And be in the mm -hmm. corner, like marking it, make sure I do it one good time and then still go out and mm -hmm. kill it. So for me, yes. I've used my yes. energy in the right place. I've cultivated more mind energy than actually body energy. And if I happen to do the get the job, then yeah. I've exerted the least amount of energy to get the highest reward. Yeah. Your metrics are way. different. Everybody should have different. Yeah. Everybody exactly. should have different metrics. Exactly. But we can actually measure those things in a way that makes sense to us. And and then at least from that place, I think anyways, or the goal in doing that might be feeling well positioned and in control mm -hmm. versus totally at the whimsy of the world. Mm. Like when you see actually, when you can measure something, you can understand it and you can right. change accordingly per your desired results. Mm -hmm. Let's get scientific about matters of the heart. Let's get scientific about the way we spend our time dollars and our actual dollars. Mm -hmm. Like if you are feeling in balance, if you are feeling in the negative, find a way to measure what it is that you're doing mm -hmm. and then adjust accordingly until those mm -hmm. results. Like it really is a scientific approach or a mathematic approach, like a very a very spreadsheet <laughs> approach. It's like right brain versus left. It's not a very art person thing to do, but to feel, I'm just telling you, when I get the, my profit loss statements from my bookkeeper, I love that. I love seeing it. Like it's so informative. It's so informative. And you'd be surprised. I think a lot of us just expect we default to like, oh, I'm not doing good. Oh, I have to work hard. Oh, I'm struggling. Oh, it's hard out there. Oh, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But if you actually look at the numbers, you might be surprised mm. that you're okay. Yeah, very true. And when you're, and when you think you're okay, you live differently. And that's yeah. such a gift. I, 
you know, Absolutely and I, true. I know it is from a position of tremendous privilege that I am able to say that, but I don't think there's any position where knowing more is more bad. So yay, we advocate for knowing more. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's almost on par with like gratitude even. Mm, say more. You know what I mean? Like taking control, meaning like once you really get to the heart of the matter, and then going like, okay, mm-hmm. I am doing better than I expected. I mean, mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. of times I tell my students that you're a conspiracy theorist because you start believing things that aren't true about yourself. Oh, oh, yes. You know, so Fake if you can news. really, if you can really go back and like read the receipts of like, I woke up, I'm healthy, I did well. This yeah. is happening. That is happening. And you don't have to do like a, like a comparison. You don't have to say, well, there's people who are hungry. There's people who are in the hospital. You don't have to do that. You just have to right. go through the facts of where you are at that very moment. And you could be like, yeah. you know what? Okay. All right. Things aren't so bad. I love that. Thank you for that reminder. I needed that. This is good. This is good. Um, another thing I definitely wanted to check in with you on since as we're here talking about working efficiently and time dollars and how we spend and make them. I know you've got a strong point of view about skills that are not dance and mm-hmm. income avenues that are not necessarily dance. Could you speak on that for a little while? Where you where you stand on that right now? Yes. I will say it is always great to dip your toes into a lot of different things. First of all, just to try to say, see if you like it, If it's something that you're able to do, something you can monetize even, because a lot of times what you're good at and what Mm. you want to do are two different things. And that's being, (laughs) that's being very real with yourself to know like, Ooh, what I want to do is this, Uh, but what I'm good at is that. Is it Usher who sings Truth Hurts? There's actually a lot of people who sing Truth Hurts. Um, who else? Who? who else what's the one hurts? I was thinking of right now? I'm not sure. Can we look that up? <laughs> well, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's take a who second. Who thinks truth hurts? We, we, this whole episode could have a soundtrack. We're gonna put musicology on there. Mm-hmm. Truth hurts, Lizzo. Oh yeah, truth hurts. Yeah, but I'm sure some other people sing truth hurts too. Truth Hurts by Usher. That's the one I was thinking of. Oh, boom. Deep cut. Off Confessions. There we go. So we're back. So so what do you think? Okay. And there again, again, we have something that's measurable that most people think you can't measure, like good at something. Am Mm -hmm. I better at graphic design than I am at dance? How does somebody know whose feedback actually matters about that? What do you say to those questions? I say you never quite know. It's a, it's kind of intrinsic and it's validation around you. Like it's one of those things where you go, hmm, am I succeeding in this, whether it's for the heart or monetarily more than I'm succeeding at this other thing, or does it bring mm-hmm. me more joy and I feel like I'm in alignment with it? Like, mm-hmm. for example myself, when it comes to being a leader, I always thought that I was going to like hang back in the crowd and see what's going on. And I see I do better in leadership positions. Now, it's not that I need the power. I just like having the influence to help, the influence to correct Mm -hmm. the ship, the influence to say, Mm -hmm. what do you need? I got it. The influence to go like, oh, you might not have seen this, this little like blinking red light, but I can point that out to be like, oh, what about that? And that's Mm -hmm. helped me out in the long run to go like, oh, okay, I do better in positions where I can have a feedback loop. Or if there's like a 360 where it's like, I can be learning and sharing something and teaching at the same time. Mm -hmm. And also like any other positions that are out there, I seem to like do better in that because I can't just do all leadership or I feel like I'm depleted Mm -hmm. and I can't do all sitting back and being led because then I feel like I can't help. As I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize that about myself. Oh, I had dinner last night with Lyric and Kara Mack and Mm -hmm. Lily from Bob City. We were her advisory board Um, and Lyric, somehow our ages came up. 
Lyric is 42 and Kara will be 40 this year. And Lyric said, girl, you are so excited. 40 is the best. This is the greatest. This is the greatest. You want to know why? Because I no longer care what mm-hmm. anyone else thinks about mm-hmm. is the best way. Mm-hmm. I know my best way. I know my best qualities, my nature. I am fully giving all the permission for people to not understand me mm-hmm. as I go on understanding myself. Mm-hmm. And that feels so good. And it, you're, it takes some time, right? Yes, to find out where you do best, feel best, think best. And I think I, it's possible that 40, or at least for Lyric, it sounded like that. He was like, it took me a long time to figure this out and to give that permission to other people, to be totally okay with other people being wrong. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm coming up on that, been doing a lot of thought work about validation. And, you know, I have a lot, I have a lifetime of training in caring mm-hmm. what other people think of me. And I think yeah. it's very useful for a yeah. lot of, for a lot of things. Helped me to become very good at dance, helped me to, you know, you know, it helped, it, it's, it's not bad to care. That's a lie. That's one of the fake news stories that everybody is reading right now, mm-hmm. um, is that you shouldn't care what anybody thinks. <clears throat> I like caring a little bit. It might make interesting work when you really genuinely don't care what anyone else thinks. If it helps you tune into what you think, then maybe that is useful in some circumstances. But in general, I like caring and considering how I show up in other people's lives as a yeah. circumstance, like as a mm-hmm. as a fact. Like, Dana said this, Dana did that. Those are facts I care about. Um, And I enjoy that. But I am getting much better at releasing other people's thoughts about those circumstances, Mm -hmm. about about what Dana said or what Dana did. Like, it is okay for you to think your own thoughts about Mm -hmm. that because I think my own thoughts about you (laughs) and about all of the things (laughs) that are happening. And that's – and that is a wonderful freedom. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's it's very liberating, I've realized, because Mm -hmm. as far as caring goes, not that I used to care because, you know, you people say your reputation in this industry, you know, all this other stuff. I get it. I completely get it because, you know, if you have a good reputation, you'll work. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily my reputation that I was worried about. It was what... It was people seeing my intention, you know, and, you know, intent versus impact. We can get through all of that and, you know, unpack all of that. But it was more so that if I was saying like, I know you can do better. Come on, let's do it. People didn't go. He hated me. They said, oh, he was really trying to motivate me and get me out of my head to be my best self. Yeah. You know, and and it was moments like that that I was just like, yeah, cool. That's exactly what, what my intention was. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it would take us twice as long to do or say anything if we also had to say what our intention was as we were doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't have time for that. I don't have time to tell you my intention behind my words, behind my actions. I wouldn't get to do anything. I would just be always explaining myself. This is not the way. Very true. I so welcome conversation around Mm -hmm. intention. Mm -hmm. And I think the older we get, the more kind of like the smaller, I think it's natural that like friend groups get smaller the older you get. People have families, people start becoming more busy with work and less able to socialize the sort of things that we do. You know, I mean, take for example, like the dancer journey class. When you're, when you're pre-professional, you're taking class with 50 other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. You get really good. You get close with those 50 people. You're interacting, you're talking socializing, whatever. You become a professional dancer and maybe there's 15 people on a gig and maybe you don't work next week. And maybe mm-hmm. the next gig you're on, it's just you and one other person. And then mm-hmm. after that, you're on a, a gig where there's, maybe it's a tour and there's a hundred people and that lasts for a year. And then, you know, but the general trend, then when you're a choreographer, you work alone, you have yeah. an assistant. Yep. You show up on set for one day where you talk, like actively talk with maybe five people. Yep. Right, the director, the mm-hmm. AD, whoever's doing a time card, and yep. your cast. Yep. And I think, like, life in general gets smaller the older you get, like, in terms of your network. Mm-hmm. And so, here's my theory I think it's easier the older you get 
to just stop messing with people. Like if mm-hmm. I assumed that your intention, when you talked to me like, like that in class, if I assumed that your intention was to put me down, then I could very easily just say, well, I'm not taking his class anymore. I'm not talking to him anymore. I'm not going to really mm-hmm. deal with that. That's not my vibe. I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And that's how our circles get smaller. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. But if there are people in your life that you feel a certain kind of way about, um, I had one of these moments with my dearest friend, Tony Testa, not, not long ago, who mm-hmm. he just ca- kind of called me in. He was like, hey, you've been calling me this name since we were kids. Nobody uses it anymore. I don't really like it. I would really love if you stopped using that name. Hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you for giving me feedback, like friend feed. I get feedback about my work sometimes. Yeah. I yeah. Friend feedback is so valuable. And I was like, my intention was not to be little. My intention was not to try to make you feel small or treat you like you're small. Or I, I, I was, my intention was to be nostalgic and be, be 13 again. Like my intention yeah. was to dig back with you and yeah, I think it's really easy to just stop messing with people yeah. versus to call them in and ask, like, what's the intention there? Why do you say it that way? Or why did you do this? I It feels to me like this, this, that. Am I off target? Or is that really the way you're doing it? Because to me, that reads blah, blah, blah. Anyways, lots of learning to be had in those uncomfortable situations, mm-hmm. even though it's so much easier to just not have them. Um, yeah. And sometimes you need to not have them. Sometimes there's a moment where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. I'm going to be okay with that. I don't have the emotional bandwidth to do the explanation. It's like, we can circle back around or maybe not. Like if you really care, Question. Sure. Yeah. Where does emotional bandwidth come from? Like how do you get more? Like I know it's not spectrum because they send me mail twice every single day and I <laughs> never, I don't open them, but I'm sure if it said like free emotional bandwidth on the front, I'd be all about it. Um, but where does that come from like for you? Does it come from those alone recharge moments? Does it come from purposeful work? Where do you get it? It comes from – I compare it to when you're playing a video game and you know when mm-hmm. you're fighting someone and then you get hit and then all of a sudden you have that – it goes down a little mm-hmm. bit. Like mm-hmm. the little heart mm-hmm. thing goes – and then sometimes mm-hmm. you need those moments to like – and like oh recharge God. it more. So there's <laughs> there's certain moments – where in the day, it could be some dumb thing that I'm like, okay, all right, let's try to mm-hmm. find another mm-hmm. way to recharge. Sometimes I feel like if my morning has been wild, I'll jump back in bed and put the covers over my head and start the day again to be like, okay, let's try this again. That was just a dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. let's move past it. Mm-hmm. Also, life happens. Sometimes you get bad Ooh. news. Sometimes, you know, it could be a monetary thing. Sometimes it could be a career thing. Sometimes it could just be anything. And then at the end of the day, when somebody wants to jump in with all of their stuff too, you just don't have the energy mm-hmm. at that moment to address it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, basically in short, it's like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I love this. Or Street Fighter. Yes. Yes. Uh, a few things came up for me while you were speaking just now. Number one, one of my favorite Edgar Wright films, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. There's a pee bar in it and Scott Pilgrim goes to the bathroom in it and his pee bar goes from full to empty. That's it's brilliant. this little graphic. It's <laughs> so yeah, you have like a bandwidth bar that will either be depleted or full. But the other thing that I really, really loved you just said, what if you could really convince yourself that this moment is the dress rehearsal for the next moment. Mm -hmm. And the same way that we treat dress rehearsals uh, in our professional life is a learning opportunity, Mm -hmm. an actual opportunity to get the jitters out. Like dress rehearsals, a gift. Mm -hmm. I hate not having a dress rehearsal, having to go straight to show with just like, well, hope it it happens. A dress rehearsal is such a gift. And if we could think of this moment as the dress rehearsal for tomorrow, we would be so much better informed. We'd be better mm-hmm. prepared. We'd be more gracious with ourselves, I think, yeah. in knowing that this that that this isn't the end. Like that, I'm, I know it gets a little dark again, but this really is not the end. Even, yeah. even if this thing that happened was really, really terrible, it really is not the end until it is the actual end. Yep. Yeah. 
And most times the story is just being written over and over. Yeah. And our, and our experience of it is the dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Whoever sure. wardrobed me today <laughs> really did a number. I am wearing. Okay. So here's the thing. I need to know this. Where do you get your sweatpants? The ones I'm wearing now or in general? Like your, your, the sweatpants that you love. Because I have not had a pair of sweatpants that I love in years. And that's very off-brand for a dancer. Well, I don't normally wear sweatpants all the time. Do you have a pair that you really love? Look, I'm wearing some right now that are garbage. I just bought them. I hate them. Well, because everybody's listening, ironically, Dana and I happen to be wearing tie-dyed sweats, <laughs> which is Fact. really funny. But um, on, Which this, is actually very on-brand for dancers. <laughs> very on-brand. Um, this one that I'm wearing was uh, gifted to me by William Harris, and he has a company called Styled by William. And basically, they are my favorites. I make sure I do not put them in the dryer. You can dry mm-hmm. dry them, but they are mm-hmm. for somebody who is six one and slender and has a little bit of a, a booty. It fits mm-hmm. perfectly, and I would be so mad at myself if I shrunk these up and it looked like a crop top and shorts. Um, I have not been able to find anything, and I'm sure I don't know what brand he uses. I'm sure it's not some random elite whole couture esoteric brand. Um, yeah. But this is these are the only sweats that I enjoy wearing. I usually like to wear stretchy pants from Gap. Okay. Those are my okay. sweats. I just yeah. yeah, I have a I've got a handful of oop falling. <laughs> <laughs> ball change, ball a, change. I I love like a a transitional uh, mm. outfit that I could look like a normal person in. Like a day to night. Exactly. But studio <laughs> to street, like the actual yes. world. So yes. I like the Lululemon used to make this trouser. They don't anymore. Good thing I bought it in four colors when it, when it was out. It's a slack. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you know, the ones I, w- I w- they're kind of cropped. I wear them with my little penny loafers all the time. They're my jam, yeah. but they yeah. stretch like, like, like a sweat, but I don't want to sit in the couch in them. Ah. And then I've got some old, like, like little boys, like kind of jersey, like gym class pants, but they're pretty tight around the waist. Mm. Um, everything I have is high waisted, and I really want like a super comfy, ela- like elastic everywhere sweatpants. So I got these things. They were like twelve dollars. Ask me where I got them. Target, Walmart, Ross. Stop. Dre- Ross, Ross, Dre- yeah. Yeah, Ross, I was about Ross. to say TJ Maxx. I was about, about to like keep going. I, yeah, I've, Smack McCraner actually inspired me. She was like, "Everything I have in my life, clothing, home except home goods, even some food, is from Ross or TJ Maxx, mm-hmm. <laughs> like one hundred percent." And I was like, yeah. I, "Well, I love a deal. I've always loved, always loved bargain. So yeah. those places definitely speak to some like animal place inside of my heart." Mm. Um, but Target is a setup because I feel like it's trash. But it's, it's not cheap now. anymore. It's yeah. it's actually it's expensive. It's, it's expensive now, for, yeah. especially for fast fashion. It's not it's not my jam. So I'd rather go buy some like out of style actual Adidas pants from TJ Maxx or Ross or wherever. Anyways, these are some brand I don't know, and they're like normal, like like sweat. Come on, flexibility. Okay, is that like a Fruit of the Loom Hanes? That was Zildjian? like that was a, something like that. Did you just do a scorpion on camera? It was borderline dancer pose, but I'm in this tiny, tiny little booth. So it was like, it was, it really was a scorpion. You could be a flyer on the best. I can do a scorpion. You can do a scorpion. I just wanted to see a double down. That's it. Yep. I just did a scorpion. I just saw your whole metatarsal. Oh, yeah. No, this is this is some seriously made in China action right now. I respect Washed that. them once, put them in the dryer. Big mistake. Yeah. There's pills all over them. Now right. I'm going to go buy one of those Amazon depilling things. But actually the fit isn't bad and the feels okay, but they're just I wear my sweats inside out. Oh, duh. I usually do too. Especially well, here's one thing that's good about these pants. They do have pockets. And usually I wear pocketed things inside out because I don't like mm-hmm. the space that the pockets take up on the inside. So mm. I like the pockets to be on the outside. Okay, here's something. I just had a pretty 
awesome exchange with the wardrobe department. I was working on a an Apple show on mm-hmm. Monday and congratulations. Uh, thank you. Um, sometimes there can be friction there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the choreographer and I wanted to make sure that the talent could do what I was asking of them in the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Sometimes wardrobe is like wardrobe wins, dance must accommodate. Yep. And sometimes dance department is like, no, dance wins, wardrobe must accommodate. Mm-hmm. And so when I was approaching the wardrobe tra- trailer, I was like, okay, really want this to be like, this could potentially be tense. I really want this to, to go well. So we walked up and I noticed that this woman had was wearing the same pair of throwback, like vintage Tom Ford frames that I got from like, uh, what's it, what's that secondhand called? Not cowboy. The other one. Buffalo exchange. Waste, not wasteland, but, uh, no, the other one, whatever. I clocked her vintage frames and I was like, those are fantastic. Are those vintage Tom Ford? And she was like, yes, it was a genuine compliment. It was not some foolish bullshit. I'm trying to be your friend thing. It was Mm -hmm. a genuine compliment. And then she gave me a genuine compliment on my raincoat, which is awesome. Mm-hmm, and that opened the floor for a for a really healthy conversation about what this person will be wearing. It wound up being great, but it was like for somebody like I just talked to you for twenty freaking minutes about sweatpants and why pockets on the inside doesn't feel good and why I need to wear them on the outside and mm-hmm. why pills are a problem for me and like we're very specific people. Yeah. Sometimes that's vanity. Sometimes it's function. And on Mm -hmm. set and for this project that we were doing, it was function. And it was really a a fast leveling of the playing field, a a quick, genuine connection, a quick, genuine compliment that opened the door for work to be done in a way that felt really good, I think, to both of us. I should have that woman on the podcast someday. You should. And you know what I find is great too? What I I love too is when you're a fan of the costumes, because then you'll let certain things slide. Because if it's like a great outfit, Mm. you're like, oh, but I love that one. Okay, I'll fix it. And the best thing is Mm. when wardrobe or costume or whomever loves your movement and they go, no, 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 we need to see this leg. They have to be able to do this. We'll fix Mm. it. You know, Mm. and that's that's my favorite moment when those things happen. When game recognizes game and you try to accommodate both ways. Oh. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, I love that so much. You know what? Chloe Arnold and I were on the flight back from – did I even just say her last name correctly? It sounded pretty bad in my Arnold? Eyes. Yeah, you said it. Chloe Arnold. Okay. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded a little bit like Arnold. Uh, like A-H-N-O-L-D. Oh, yes, accent. You're international. <laughs> Chloe Arnold and I were on a flight together, and uh, she was like, you know what people miss about you know being a choreographer? And I was like, what? And she was like, a lot of people think that because they're, you know, they have a packed class or because they make up hot eight counts that they're a great choreographer, but people miss that it's teamwork. Mm -hmm. People miss that you have to care about lighting and you have to care about building a schedule and you have to care about wardrobe. You have to know about wardrobe. You have to know Mm -hmm. details about gussets. (laughs) You have to know like all sorts of uh, all sorts of things and be a team player and have ideas and solutions too yeah i i think that's such a wonderful reminder and something that most people can practice anytime you can't really practice it in a dance class but all day long you can practice on being a team player for the mm-hmm. guy that's bagging your groceries yep. you can practice being a team player for you know while you're in traffic Like, yes, here you go. (laughs) Like, there are ways to be strengthening that skill in yourself all the time. And I just, I love that she pointed that out and that it was just the very next day I got to practice. I was like, oh, right. Yes, this is the part where we work with other teams and aren't doing the cool, fun dance movement bit. Mm -hmm. But it's like that bit is what, like 20% of my day? The rest of it is all the rest of it. And I think that's a full circle moment too. Yes. I think you're right. Boundaries versus acts of service. Yes. And collaboration. Yes, um, 
let's let's put another button on this. I'm gonna bring up another song. This is a, this is this episode will come with song recommendations. Please check mm. the show notes. Mm. I for this gig had I was tasked with finding a waltz, a, a song with three four time signature that does not drag. A kiss from a rose. Exactly like Kiss from a Rose, but that song drags. It's melancholy. It's sad. Yeah. Name me right now, Dominique Kelly. Oh, that kind of drags. Yes. Name me a name me an upbeat, bright, positive message waltz. Lift every voice and sing. Who, who? Lift every voice and sing. Black national anthem. Okay, work. Okay, not in my library. Got it. Um, try to give me another. Say, um, <laughs> a waltz that does not drag. Yeah. Those are the only two I got. Right? Isn't that wild? Well, I'm sure there are some out there. There Well, there's be. a very small handful, but I have put together a playlist. I'm going to make it available to all my Words That Move Me community members because it is truly took probably four hours of my day. Not four, maybe three. Three full hours of my day going into the archives, looking all over the place. And now I have about a little over an hour of, I would consider great, more modern music, the stuff that isn't like complete throwback. Um, Somebody to Love by Queen, Crazy by Aerosmith, Breaking the Girl by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, Yeah. Disney? I could have danced all night. Oh, Darling by Maybe. the Beatles, which is, it's not happy, oh, yeah. Yeah. but it, it has, it drives, it has like an engine versus, it drives versus drags. Um, so anyways, that was one of the cool. What if you find a six count, a six instead of a three? I did a search on six, eight instead of three, four. And that, as a matter of fact, brought up. Man of La Mancha? Yeah. Yeah. Man of La Mancha. Yes. Yeah. Certainly not appropriate for the context of this scene, but yes, 100%. Oh, oh, got it. For a scene. Got it. I'm just like throwing right. out random well, exactly. songs, but that makes sense. Because then you also have the parameters yeah. of, you know, it's a budding love story supposed to still be under the wraps. It's, mm-hmm. you know, from his or her point of yeah. view, from a this and a this, at this point in the story or mm-hmm. at this point in the series, mm-hmm. like so many factors that you have to consider uh so it was just like every every song i found would get shot down to the point where i did not know what i was choreographing to until the morning of it was one of those um but now i have a playlist now i'm prepared and that's another thing chloe and i were talking about like sourcing if it if one of the many jobs that a choreographer has that a lot of people don't think a choreographer has is choosing the music Sometimes mm-hmm. if we are lucky, yeah. there's a music supervisor that's worth a damn, but sometimes it is up to us. And if y'all have ever opened Spotify, you know what it means to listen to music for an hour and a half and find one song that you like, <laughs> yep. um, Absolutely. or that's like, or that's like usable. So if we all worked in a vacuum, if we couldn't call on each other, if it was really eye for an eye and a dog eat dog world, and I couldn't mm-hmm. ask Chloe, like Chloe, what are some good three four songs that don't drag? Or if I couldn't ask you in this yeah. moment right now, yeah. oh man, as a community we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing too hot. I love the ability to tap other resources, and I love that there are people in my immediate circle, yourself, Chloe included, that are willing to share. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember back in the days when people were burning CDs and mixtapes and like finding new artists and it was like proprietary. Yep. Like you didn't share your music. You didn't tell people. And I think we live in a much more generous, much more sharing type of time. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. You know what my favorite is hmm. uh, or favorite are? Bad ideas. Hit me. Because they always lead to good ideas. Yeah. They yeah, just yeah, yeah. do. Like I collaborated recently with this like bomb team of this musical that I'm going to be choreographing. And everybody Mm -hmm. always started off with saying, all right, bad idea. Like, get it out the way. Let's just do the like very like 
horrible version of it and then work our way up from there. Yeah. And whether it was a good idea or a bad idea, by saying bad idea, you automatically were just, you just was like, okay, fine. Uh-huh. So you already had that, you, your expectations were so low that if it was a great idea, you go like, no, that was a great idea. Or if it was a bad idea, you just keep on adding to that. <laughs> to see what it and, gives birth to. And yeah. I want to just, ad- yeah, I want to adopt that with everybody. Just go like, bad idea. Just shoot it out. Because a lot of times, I think that leads to imposter syndrome when you're afraid of having a bad mm-hmm. idea. So you're afraid mm-hmm. of looking dumb. Oh, when 100%. Most people don't realize the higher up you get, everybody yeah. shoots out bad ideas or just asks for clarity. So like, oh, what are you talking about? Another thing too, for the assistants and associates and budding choreographers out there that are listening, I remember when I first started assisting, feeling some kind of way if the choreographer didn't think my idea was good or worth it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Not knowing that any idea that I threw out there led to a better idea. Yeah. Potential value. The potential value is high. Yes. Even if the, yeah. Even if the yes. actual value of the idea didn't take, if it wasn't, if it wasn't purchased, like if, yes. if somebody wasn't like, yeah, I'll take that. But the potential of it was- Fire like, starter. Absolutely. So important. All right. Well, thank you for for starting fires here with me today. So much good ideas. So much good ideas. I need to go back to bed. <laughs> Do a restart. Dry tech. There's your dry you tech. You have so many great your ideas. Dress run. There it is. <laughs> dress rehearsal for today. Um, <laughs> I, I value you sharing your insights and I value you uh, filling this love cup today. Uh, your, your good service, good community service of the day. Um, and people yes. love you. I love you. I hope you are feeling the love. I hope your love cup I is love full. You. I love you back. Um, enjoy the rest of your tie dye sweats day and we'll do this again mm. sometime. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Bye my friend. All right. All right. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I am already feeling better with Dom's reminders about gratitude, celebrating the small stuff. (laughs) Uh, I also love what he had to say about asking for more and giving more in tough financial times. I think we can all learn from his example there. And speaking from learning, actually learning from Dom, please, please, pretty please, fill your plate, get in his class. Uh, We will link to his socials in, oh, you know what else we'll link to? All of the songs we mentioned. So we'll link to Dominique's social media and all of the songs we mentioned in this episode. All of that will be in the show notes. And I think that is it for me. With that, I bid you adieu. I'm going to take it to bed and get ready for tomorrow's dress rehearsal. (laughs) Keep it funky out there. I will talk to you soon. This podcast was produced by me with the help of many. Music by Max Winnie, logo and brand design by Bree Reitz, and big thanks to Riley Higgins, our executive assistant and editor. Also, massive thanks to you, the mover who is no stranger to taking action. So go take action. I will not, cannot stop you from downloading episodes or leaving a review and a rating. I will not ban you from my online store for spending your hard-earned money on the cool merch and awesome programs that await you there. I will 100% not stop you from visiting wordsthatmoveme.com if you want to talk with me, work with me, and make moves with the rest of the Words That Move Me community. Oh, and also, I will not stop you from visiting thedanawilson.com if you're curious about all the things that I do that are not Words That Move Me related. (laughs) All right, my friend, keep it funky. I'll talk to you soon.